Hello and welcome back to another episode about a podcast about about a... <laughs> Fuck. Wow, I thought it was going to be me. Ah, okay. Let me go One more again. time. Hello and welcome back to another episode from a podcast about a game you may or may not have already played. I'm Juicebox. And I'm Jackson. And come with us on this week's episode of It's Dangerous to Go Alone while we review this week's video game. That wasn't right. <laughs> Double this week. It was good. <laughs> that wasn't right. That wasn't right. <laughs> and come with us as we review this week's video game. Uh, no, fuck. I lost it again. Yep, you did. What was it? And it's dangerous to go alone. So come with us as we review this fuck. week's video game. That My heart said to say that first. Fuck. Fuck. Whatever. It's okay. We'll get there. How are you? How are you? I'm doing well. My life has taken some interesting turns lately. It's tumultuous. Um, it's a little all over the place, but it's mostly positive. Yeah. Um, so I, I imagine that most people listening to this know both of us as a, as a team. You know what I mean? Um, and if they don't, then... And, but if they don't, I, I, I was a skater with Disney on Ice for, for nine years. I had a, a lengthy mm -hmm. career pre-pandemic, pre and then pandemic said no live entertainment. And that was it for me. And I, and I went out to find a replacement, a new life, basically. <laughs> and, a new uh, life. A new life. I, I basically hit the, the reset button hard. I moved across the country, went back to school, tried to find a new career, took a couple mm -hmm. tries, and now I, I work in gaming and I love it. Mm -hmm. um, and that was over three years ago was my last time in skates. I flew home during the pandemic, March 15th, 2020. Um, and that was it. And I, I knew I wasn't going to be a, a skater anymore professionally. So I got a email on Thursday of last week saying, hey, we know you're going to be in town visiting people anyways mm -hmm. when the show is in Ontario. Do you want to perform in it? Also, if two weeks before that you want to fly to Montreal and do shows, that would be great. And I just had like this moment of like, uh. manic excitement of like it's all happening at once and can i make this work so you were actually the second person i called just to be like guess what because you were gonna come see a show with me right yes. we were gonna sit and watch together and then mm -hmm. i was like hey sorry boo like i might not be able to watch with you because i'll be performing <laughs> i know i was really i was gonna give you a handy in the in the the rafters mm -hmm. it was gonna yep. feel like high school i know but here we are and i've got to watch yeah so it's been <laughs> it's been a lot of up and down uh and whether or not it's actually gonna work is still up in the air a little bit I'm still I waiting to hear. I really hope it does. I really I think hope it does. W one of the motivations behind it for me is that I never really got closure for the end of that career. I never mm -hmm. chose to stop performing. I just had to. <laughs> and yeah, that always yeah. kind of left a really rough, kind of like an, a bit of an open wound that's taken a really long time to try and close. Um, everyone should be in therapy. It's very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> did you and, talk to your therapist about that today oh i sure did i went on and on and on <laughs> <laughs> uh 
And then uh, for me, this seems like, A, an incredible opportunity to be in front of a crowd again and do something that I love for a really long time and Mm -hmm. do it with people that I love uh, tremendously. But it also has this opportunity to basically provide me that closure and 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 shut it now, down. Do you and, think and it'll give you closure or will it just make you want more? I think it'll give me closure. I think it'll give okay. me closure. I, I don't think I could. I don't think I could go back to tour. I don't think that I could do it for 10 months out of the year. I con- conveniently, yeah, 10 months out of the year, a different city each week. And I had conveniently talked to another uh, a skater friend that I lived with for a long time on tour and performed alongside. And, and he lives out in BC and we were hanging out and we were having this conversation about, you know, we always reminisce and, and you know, we miss certain things and we're, I'm happy where I am now, but it doesn't mean I'm mm-hmm. not going to miss things. And mm-hmm. I said to him, man, if they had a tour that was like three weeks long, that would be perfect. And within three days. You manifested it. I got an email that was like, hey, can you come skate for two weeks? And I was like, oh my oh, God, you put it into the universe. Oh, I love it. Oh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's crazy. So I'm hoping I still have a, a couple more uh, pieces to pull together, but I went and got mm-hmm. my skate sharpened. I got on the ice for the first time today and a long time. And it was a little bit rough <laughs> and there was a lot of school children around me. Uh, and you fell like a little bitch. I didn't, but I also didn't lift my feet off the ice for the first 10 minutes. Oh dear. I was oh, like, bye. I'm not taking any chances. That's all. I was just like, I'm not risking it. No mm-hmm. way. You didn't so, risk it for the biscuit. Not yet. I'll, I'll, no. I'll layer it on. I'll go back tomorrow and I'll, I'll Are you gonna going to do any triple axles um, in the show? <clears throat> I'll work up to them for sure. I think I can have that ready in a couple of weeks. No problem. I don't know if you're joking. I'm joking. I, okay. I could, could never um, ever do a triple axel. It's okay. far beyond I wasn't me. sure. I wasn't sure. I I didn't want to take anything away from you. you know, uh, really but that's so exciting. Give me that benefit of the doubt. I Thanks. Mean, yeah. It's those big hockey legs. You can do a lot with those, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I, I, I just feel like you trust that I could do anything in this world. And I really appreciate I tr- that. It I truly do. I truly do. You're my trust fall. Oh, so sweet. So sweet. But you've had a, a pretty cool week as well. We had some big news coming out of your 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 number one podcast, Semi-Qualified Queens, getting uh, a, a cool nod from the app store directly or, or Apple yeah. directly. Oh, not my number one. Don't call it my number one podcast. I'm your side. I'm your side. You're my side piece. Oh yeah. <laughs> I would say I would say that semi qualified queens is like the big. It's the big podcast, the one that I'm, uh, the bigger one. Yeah, but semi qualified queens, yes, was featured on the front page of the Apple Store, which was Ooh. really exciting, and they're new and noteworthy. So me and Cynthia were very excited about that. We haven't had a chance Hell to connect yeah. yet. Cynthia is very busy getting ready for a vacation, so I think she's like trying to disconnect a little. But I do know that she's very excited. So that was really fun. Yeah, and... that's so cool. Congratulations. Thank you. And then I also have some really cool, Cynthia always makes fun of me because I always say this, but I have some really cool things that are still in the background that I'm not allowed to talk about yet, uh, but I'm just very excited about them. <laughs> and I just <laughs> needed to be said, but I also can't say what they are. So, But you'll tell some... me when we stop recording, right? I've already told you. I told you before oh, we started. Beautiful. Yeah, I told you before we started. Yes, but I, I will let you guys know as soon as I can. Um, but it's very exciting. I just don't like saying things before they happen because when I say things, before they happen, they get canceled. Like me and Cynthia were supposed to be at DragCon together. We said it. Then some things happened, and now she's not. She's going to be at a different booth, and I'm going to be at my own. So then it was just like, I we spoke it before it was ready, and mm-hmm. now this has happened, and it's mm-hmm. you know. So we don't mm-hmm. need to speak things before they happen. But that's just me unloading. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's me. That's how Hell I'm doing. Yeah. 
No, it's um, good. Everything's coming. Everything's coming up for us. And let me just say this, dear listener, hmm. hearing this, what Juice told me in secret, it's pretty, pretty goddamn rad. You're you're gonna be excited for it. No, I'm gonna top, top, top it, top Jackson. I almost called you Jason. <laughs> That's why I kept saying top, top, top it, top, top. Because you were trying to remember my name. I was trying to. I was. I kept because in your my head, it, it, I kept saying Jason, and I was like, "That's not his name." That's not his name. Like, why, why am I going to say this? But anyways, yes. Cool. Uh, yeah, but I'm really excited. talk about video games? Yes. Let's talk about this week's video game. So this week, Jackson is taking the reins on Ooh. the video game. And we are talking about a ooky spooky scary one. Jackson, what game are we talking about this week? We're going to talk ooky bookie. Ooky bookie. Wow, ookie we're very bookie. tired. Oh yeah, we almost we were almost too tired to record this episode. So we'll see. Yeah, how it we goes. almost took a break. So let's <laughs> let's see. But uh, so we're gonna talk some ooky spooky, and we're gonna be talking about Dead Space 2023 remake. The ooky spooky. The Do you ooky. get that? Nope. Should I? It's okay. No. Ah. So it's Alyssa Edwards. She had a, a show called um, Alyssa's Secret on mm -hmm. WoW Presents Plus. So basically like the Drag Race webpage channel. Oh, cool. Um, and it was her Halloween episode. Mm -hmm. And she was just like, welcome to the ooky, spooky, ding dong dookie, Alyssa's Secret. So anytime I see something spooky, I go, ooky, spooky. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, no, continue. No, good. No, I love yeah, it. Yeah, keep going, keep going. So, so this is a remake? This is a remake. So the original Dead Space oh. was made in 2008, developed by EA. Um, oh. EA Red, uh, Redwood Shores and published by EA. Uh, okay. Originally on PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, Microsoft Windows. Mm -hmm. uh, it was the first to kick off the Dead Space series. So then there was three games following that. I think there was a couple animated movies. There's also a oh. mobile game. There's some cool stuff in this universe. Um, but it is set on a mining spaceship overrun by deadly monsters called Necromorphs following the discovery of an artifact called the Marker. Player controls engineer Isaac Clark as he navigates this spaceship and fights the Necromorphs while struggling with uh, growing psychosis. So, oh, so he's going crazy. Yeah. Yeah, okay. slowly, slowly. The exposure to the marker, they basically explain, um, creates kind of hallucinations and, and, and makes your thoughts all twisty and weird. Um, okay. so, so it's pretty intense. So that, that's the, thanks Wikipedia for the original. Um, it's my favorite source. Explanation for the game. But the Steam store, the official page says the sci-fi survivor horror Shit, let me start over. The sci-fi <laughs> survival horror classic returns completely rebuilt to offer an even more immersive experience, including visual, audio, and gameplay improvements, while staying faithful to the original game's thrilling vision. Mm. So that description, let me just say, is what you should strive for for any game that you're remaking. It should just that should be blanket statement across the board. We're remaking this game. We're trying to improve the visuals, the gameplay, etc., and stay faithful to the original. So nothing really groundbreaking there. Okay. So uh, the remake came out at the end of January in 2023. Mm -hmm. I uh, played it on stream immediately. Uh, very excited to dive into it. It's survival horror. It's third person over the shoulder view. So um, for those of us like yourself who don't Love. typically like the first person view, this is much more accommodating. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it is it is Uki and Spooky. So I had never played the original. Mm-hmm. It's Uki and Spooky. Every time you say it, it, it just sparks joy. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I didn't play the original. The only one in the original series, the original trilogy that I'd played was Dead Space 3, which I'm actually mm. told is the worst one of them. But mm. it's the only game that I got for free. So that's the reason I played that one. People mm. love the original. People like the second as well. Uh, but I, I elected to play the third. So going into this remake experience... I didn't have a direct comparison. And I think that that's kind of unique. A lot of people I imagine who wanted to play this game wanted to because of the nostalgia that a remake brings. But for me to just enjoy the genre, I kind of dove into it. So um, there was, there was a lot to like walk me through and walk us all through the limited experience you have with the limited exposure you have to this game. To this game. To yep. this game. Yep. So um, my exposure to this game is mm-hmm. uh, you casually mentioning in it three yep. or four times mm-hmm. um, while we were chatting, how excited you were about it. And then I also watched a two and a half minute trailer before we did this podcast. Um, I have also been looking at the Steam page. Okay. Um, and the small uh, one, two, three, three gifts that are posted on the Steam page of the this man shooting the necromorph over and over and over in the mm-hmm. leg and then the head um so that is uh basically the exposure i have to this game um also uh, uh customer review is very positive nineteen thousand yeah. three hundred fifty. so yeah. i mean for me it looks really exciting i'm excited to hear a lot more about it i have lots of questions um about the game um mostly um looking for you to sell me on it because for me it looks oh way too scary but yeah. We can, um, I have faith. I've been playing, I'm still playing Thor Ragnarok right now. And that mm-hmm. is very manly and very out of my comfort zone. And I'm really enjoying it. So nice. if this has the same kind of like story, like maybe I could vibe, maybe I could fuck with it. So maybe let's start with how it starts and how you kind of like, what's the hook, you know, what's, what's going to, what keeps, what's getting you playing with it. So the story is, is pretty pretty standard it's nothing groundbreaking the premise for the story i should say it does kind of take some twists and turns along the way but the premise is you are an engineer on this ship you're in the future space colonization is happening you as an engineering team arrive at this ship looking to make contact with the crew that's already there after they kind of disappear and and stop communicating your wife is also one of the members on the ship so you're there to kind of check in with the ship um, get it up and running again, and also find your wife. So you have your own, your character has its own personal stakes beyond okay. just surviving, beyond trying to get, you know, his job done. He wants to find his wife and make sure that she's safe as well. So the fact that your character that you play as is an engineer and not like a combat specialist not like a marine none of those things you know what i mean they are mm-hmm. they they're they're a smart person who they're a nerd shit. just say a nerd they're just yeah, a nerd just a nerd big nerd yeah. so that inspires the kind of weaponry and arsenal that they have and i think that that's a very very cool gameplay element so instead of oh. having a gun that shoots bullets they have what is essentially tools that they convert to 
uses weapons. So the first gun that you have is called the, the plasma cutter and it shoots little horizontal beams and it's meant for repairing like the hull of a ship or adjusting paneling and, and armor and that sort of thing. Right. So I think that that is a very, very cool way to take your character, make their story and motivation more believable mm -hmm. and allow those things to inform the gameplay elements within. So I, oh, I that's think really that's interesting. really interesting. Mm -hmm. So you're not just like this roided out, like, exactly. Like, dude, you're just kind of like mm -hmm. a regular Joe Schmo nerd that's got kind of fallen into this thing and you have to like triumph over this yeah. scary situation. Okay, that well, that almost makes it even scarier. I you think know, it because does, you're right? not set out with the strength to start out with, you're only set out with brains. Yeah. You're mm. not your character is not impervious to fear like mm -hmm. a like a you could argue a marine type character should be. They are a person who is just used to building shit and now all of a sudden has to deal with all of these horrors so mm -hmm. the enemies the necromorphs are basically space zombies that have different kind of types and you another kind of twist on the classic is instead of doing as much damage as you can or taking off their head in order to effectively kill them, you're meant to dismember them. So they have tentacles or arms with spikes on them and shit. And if you shoot off their head, they're going to keep coming for you. You're supposed to shoot off more limbs and that stops them or slows them. Um, and one of the things that they worked really hard for in the remake, and I saw a lot of the marketing heading up to it, was that they devised a whole new system so that you could properly dismember these beasts so that skin muscle and bone uh, interacted differently uh, and each had like their own engine and stuff it was crazy it was crazy disgusting yeah so when you watched the trailer you yeah. said oh that's very gory very over the top yeah um and it is you compared it to god of war ragnarok a little bit right? well because in in ragnarok currently uh, and in god of war like the the one i just played so those when it's very much like chopping people in half chopping you know slicing them or cutting like there's axes and there's like ripping people in half or like taking a jaw and like uh, the most gruesome one is when he takes the bottom of a uh, monster's jaw and peels it all the way down to like their midsection so it's just like all of that is just exposed muscle bone and blood but it's it's maybe i'm just desensitized to it but the one when i was watching yours mine feels very like um like you know it's happening but it's not like too over the top there's not like a big blood splatter this i was watching and you can really get the sense that it does have those different engines for the pieces of the skin because it felt like it was like a blood explosion and like yeah. um, hanging muscle and like yeah. small little things. Like it doesn't feel like clean cuts. It feels like bursting and exploding blob blobs of gross. <laughs> yeah. It's very, very visceral. Um, yeah. And I think you can kind of say that God of War and I haven't played Ragnarok, but I imagine it's more of the same. They kind of use gore as a realism approach. Like if you tear yeah. someone in half, inevitably there's going to be blood everywhere. Mm -hmm. This one I think is being used to even go further than that, go over the top to add to the unsettling nature of survival horror. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So they, they're what I like about this game is it's so clever and everything kind of 
informs another layer of the game mm -hmm. so the character and the backstory inform the the weaponry and the um the monster design informs more gameplay elements and horror elements like it's it's all it's very intricate and very smart um and and i really kind of like that now so gameplay wise i just have a quick question gameplay wise mm -hmm. is it is it more just like hack and slash shooting these monsters or is there like puzzles and things you have to figure out yeah. like time constraints and stuff is it is there stuff like that so there's a little bit of uh, a little bit of both so you are basically set free to explore this ship mm -hmm. um and in the original you had some hindrances my under to my understanding that you couldn't kind of go anywhere and there was no fast travel and in the remake they basically opened up the ship so that after a certain point in time, you could go anywhere and you had fast travel now. So you can basically Ooh. just explore this ship at, at a certain point in the game and go anywhere and backtracking different necromorphs would respawn so you can deal with them again. Mm. Um, so the environmental storytelling is also there you get your classic like text logs and audio logs and stuff and it all feeds back to the main story but yeah in a sense you do have puzzles there are things like um wandering into a room that has air but no lights and you want the lights to work so you have to make the difficult choice to pull the engine out or the battery out of one and add it to the other and those it's almost an illusion of choice. So for one for one that I can remember is you need the elevators to work. Mm -hmm. And right now, lights and oxygen work. Or yeah, lights and, and gravity work. Yeah. So you have to turn off one of those two to power up the elevators. So it's an illusion of choice, but no matter what you're choosing, you're still ratcheting up the intensity and, and mm -hmm. the overall tension. And you just get to choose, do I make it dark and I only have a flashlight or do I need to float around this room and handle that? But either way, float. it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good option. I would float. Yeah, yep. I would float. I want to, yeah. I would float. Because if you float, you can float away from the scary monster. It's true. You could, you could. Uh, so, yeah, yeah it's just another clever element of, yes, there are puzzles and the puzzles themselves contribute mm. to the horror of the game it's, it's pretty cool so it's not non-stop shooting there are other like combat elements so you you can punch or kick which in combat pretty useless but you get a a, a different arsenal of i think like nine to ten different guns that all mm. kind of have slightly different effects and and are very very effective in that as well but you also get a stasis power which slows things like slows down time essentially Ooh, i and... love when a game has a stasis mm -hmm. oh my god mm -hmm. i just think it looks mm -hmm. so cinematic it's very cool it is so they're yeah. all like blue and glowing and now they're trying to kill you but slowly Ooh. and stuff um, I love that. and then they also have i forget what they call it but it's basically uh like telekinetic powers so mm -hmm you can grab items from around the room and throw them, shoot them essentially mm -hmm. at the necromorphs as they try to kill you. And it's pretty fun to like shoot off someone's spiky arm and then grab it and blast them with it and pin them to a wall. It's pretty sweet. That. That's gross, mm -hmm. but fun. Yes, very gross. Fun, 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 fun. Okay, so a big thing for me is music. You know that. Mm -hmm. I love music. I love the overall set and tone of mood. So all of the the things I saw for this one was very, like, eerie and scary. Like, is it mostly just, like, quiet and you sort of hear the the space? Or 
does when like a necromorph come does it like ramp it up and there's a little bit more of a score or does it just not have anything and allows that to more fall into more of the horror that you only hear the ooky spooky scary monsters yeah it's another kind of clever combination during combat and exploration on the ship your music is kind of matching your tension so if it's a lot of combat and a lot of enemies chasing you it's a little bit up and exciting and 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 kind of overwhelming and mm-hmm. then there's situations where you're crawling through the dark where it kind of brings in a little bit and kind of just keeps you on the edge of your seat and then they do a really intelligent thing as well when you hop outside the ship and and explore space you're in the vacuum of space it's like near silence and you can kind of hear um at a number of different points throughout the game you can hear your character's heartbeat Ah, in your ear so like you just ah. finish you just finish like a bunch of necromorphs trying to kill you and you're there and you're like okay got it and you can hear like dun, 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 i hate that dun, dun. yeah it's pretty intense they do a really really good job i hate that but yeah. that's so kind okay all right tell me your other thing so the other thing is just one of the other main changes from the original to my understanding again not having played it mm-hmm. was that they did full voice acting and performance capture for the main character in the original game. There were a silent protagonist that had oh. a, a couple of lines, I think in text or, or just nothing at all. And just kind of go along with all of the instructions and her, um, it was such a weird, like the nineties into two thousands was such a weird time where we're like game developers were essentially saying for our people to be able to connect with the characters they're playing, they can't say anything that the player wouldn't say themselves. So we'll leave them silent so that they can feel that immersion. And I've always thought that was really fucking stupid. Um, And apparently so did they. So they they provided like a full voice capture and performance capture. And like he would take off his helmet for the first time. Ooh, face reveal. Face reveal, baby. Oh my God. Was it like, it was like that one guy who ended up looking like the troll thing, the Minecraft streamer. Oh no, did that happen? Dreamer. Yeah, he was like a he was like a super super famous. I think it was Minecraft, super famous Minecraft streamer. I think his name was Dream or something. And mm-hmm. he hyped up his face reveal for like weeks, TikTok, all these people. Like he would do face reveals like privately over FaceTime with them. And then when he finally did the face reveal, he looked like the you know the troll face, the like Oh, like the yeah, the internet. He troll. just he ended up just kind of looking like that, but just like a basic white guy with like a, a troll chin, and he just got roasted on the internet, just absolutely, just ripped apart. So, and then everyone was saying like, "Corpse Husband will never show his face because of this." Do you know who Corpse Husband is? Mm-mm. Corpse was he has this like super super deep, like sultry voice, and he calls himself Corpse Husband. And the only things he'll ever post is his like very muscular, veiny forearm and veiny hand. Good. And then he'll just like talk sexy and play among us on Twitch. Like he doesn't, he doesn't, you never see his face. I bet he looks like a gangly nerd. Know, know your strengths. No, I mean, if you have a voice like that and you never want to show your face, go off, Diva. Know your strengths. Anyways, spoiler me. I can spoiler you. So diving into spoiler territory here. If you do not wish to have the story of Dead Space, a game from 2008, spoiled for you, um, we will drop time code in the description of this podcast and you can join us for the verdict at the end. Starting now. So you kind of explore this ship and very quickly obviously learn that something's going on and everything's not okay. Yeah. What? 
<laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? Um, and and very quickly, someone's murdered it right in front of you, type of thing. And then the story Double. kind of explores two different sides to this. So the necromorphs are taking over the ship, and there's kind of two different approaches to the necromorphs. Either they infect and convert living humans or they reanimate dead busted up corpses okay right? i was gonna say because they look like people yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah. i just so figured they were that people. they were just they were just like the people yeah yeah you know? so those are both kind of those options but there's a whole storyline that twists in that is about a cult so the marker is this big item that you have found and it has spawned this cult called unitology una not unit unitology basically unitology. promoting everybody becoming one everything in the universe becoming one life force one life uh. force. so they think that the necromorphs are the perfect because they're taking over um human civilization anyways they think they are the perfect form and that everyone should essentially become a necromorph so there's cult okay. stuff that kind of happens intermittently throughout your story and it really adds to the eeriness of it and it's unsettling in a different way which i again i think is just really intelligent horror is is easy to do but it's difficult to do really well and mm -hmm. i think that they they are putting all the pieces into play that need to be there so eventually, as you explore the ship, you get into closer contact with the marker, which again is this massive artifact that causes hallucinations and psychosis. And towards the end of the game, you're chasing down a doctor who is responsible for the people on the ship, who turns out to be one of the biggest proponents of the, the, the cult. And you find your wife, finally, on the tail end of the game. She's and not she's a necromorph. Okay, but she's she's a little bit off. And I, I clocked it immediately. I was like, you're being okay. a little bit weird. And I think it's intentional. Okay. Um, and you're like, you're kind of unfeeling. And she shows up and you talk to her. And then she leaves and you don't see her again for a while. Then you're, she shows up and is like, okay, we need to take the marker off of this ship. And we need to put it back where it was. Or we need to put it on another planet, basically. Mm -hmm. And the whole time you're doing it, it's very slow. The last chapter of the game, I think, feels too long. You're mostly oh. just moving this thing around and then having another, like, arena combat. Like, you walk into a big-ass room where you're moving this marker. And then, sure, a bunch of necromorphs start running at you and, and, and deal with that. But basically, your wife tells you to load this up onto a ship. You do. You fly to new place. You're navigating that new space that also has necromorphs on it. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to bring this marker to a specific location. Mm -hmm. And that basically leads you to the climax where uh, it turns out your psychosis had overwhelmed you and you were hallucinating your wife. Your wife is actually another doctor that you hear audio logs from throughout the story. She oh. was seeing you also hallucinating and thought that you were her brother who was on the ship and was also dead. So you thought that each, each of you thought that you were a different person and your motivations oh. were being completely strung along by the marker and the psychosis that you were experiencing. So you weren't supposed to bring this this thing over there. No, you were basically um, enabling the cult and allowing for like 
the the necromorph mass to thrive and and uh. and become stronger. So what ends up happening is very not cliche but very of the time massive boss battle to end the game. Like you you got the Love marker in place. Battle. There's a uh, massive uh boss monster that comes up and is going insane and and you have to kill them and, and no i love a massive boss battle me. i love i love a a finisher it's like you know this is the end yeah i love a finisher i love yeah. that maybe that's the millennial in me but yeah. ooh, i love that me too so that's um that's the 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 very abridged version of the story there's a lot of nuance and other characters and stuff along the way and um mm -hmm. it, it does just such a good job i think of, of so many things and the, the horror the horror elements were definitely there i will mm -hmm. say that for me it was dumbed down because i was streaming and we've talked about how that always removes you from it just yeah, a little bit yeah. but looping back to what you said at the beginning in terms of selling this to you mm -hmm. if you say set up a sub goal and you're like i will play a scary game if we hit our sub goal or donation goal or whatever that situation is and yeah. you had to play a horror game i yeah. think that this one would be a good one for you how long of a gameplay is it i put in 14 hours to finish the game oh not bad not, not bad, bad. Played, that's pretty short i played on a normal difficulty on an easy difficulty you can maybe round that down to 12 um really that is a sh that's a short story i did quite a bit of exploration as well if you kind of just mainlined it and, and chased it i think could be an eight hour 12 i don't think you can get down to eight but, you but like a good 12 er yeah so if oh, you that's do that'd be what two weeks of streams for you that'd be that'd be a good two weeks of streams yeah um, i think it would be really intense for you i think it would be really challenging um it looks think... really hard i'm not good with guns it, it but it is third person right so we streamed Fortnite last week together it'd be similar very similar point and click yeah and you have the added bonus um to be able to slow people as they chase yeah that's you. true that's i think true. it would be very intense for you i think it would be very borderline as to whether or not you can could handle it if it became yeah. too much for you but i think that there's a lot to like and in terms of all of the horror games out there aside from the time requirement i think this could be a good fit for you I think for me, this would be one of those games where I would have to play on my own, pretending uh, he's beside me. Um, I would have to play it um, all by myself because I think the added stress of like having to talk to a chat would be difficult. But a game like this, I think if I really wanted to just see the story, I would mm -hmm. just have to like concentrate on it, you know, mm -hmm. really be able to concentrate because I find games like this, I need to like really be staring at the screen to like know when to like point and click the shoot. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, you pretty much sold me. It sounds like a really cool story. The twist at the end is very fun. I know we're mm -hmm. past the spoiler thing, so I won't say what the twists are, but very fun, very cool. Um, the reviews on it too are really wild. They're they're quite long, so I won't read most of them, but they're all like very much pleased with the games that it is, everything with sound, graphic, gameplay uh and not even very far and it was a great game of course excellent work on the remake so i mean it sounds like a pretty like 10 out of 10 like game of the year kind of game yeah i would say mm -hmm. there's there's just enough to to hold it back from being like a game of the year i think the very fact that it is a remake will keep it off of a lot of lists and uh, horror games tend to not be as as widespread or approachable so i don't know that it will kind of get that accolade or that respect that's fair. um i think there are still some some improvements to the game that could be made to get it along there we had an issue where we got to a pretty pinnacle a, a pretty important 
cutscene, and there was a glitch where our character was talking to an empty room, and there was meant to be two other characters oh, in that no. scene with voice lines, and instead it was just emptiness. Oh, that's no the audio, worst. no character models, nothing. And I was like, Oh, I hate what? that. Do you get to change your skin? Like, do you get to like have like different suits? So what I enjoy is in a game where you get loot or you get more powerful and you visually look more cool and powerful. Yeah, I love that. So you can upgrade your upgrade your suit along the way and you end up with more armor plating and stuff. But the suit design itself is very cool. I liked it a mm -hmm. lot. And they were very innovative for the time when they created this game. And there's no heads-up display. So there's no mini-map on the screen. There's no ammo counter. There's no health bar. Instead, oh. it's all on your suit. So running up your spine, you have oh. lights that are essentially your health bar. If your lights turn red, you're close to dead. If your health is full, that's a full green bar. Your Ooh. ammo counter is visible over your shoulder on the back of your gun. You always know how much ammo you have. Oh my so god! especially for the time, uh, it, it was very, very innovative and helps with that immersion as well, right? Because you're not taken out of the story by looking at all this random information that's not, you know, super relevant. So it almost feels like one giant cutscene because yeah. cutscenes usually take away all those things and you know you're back at the game and those things that reappear. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, that's very cool. I love that. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's get to ratings. How would you rate this one? Ooh, this is tough. Um, I really enjoyed this. I enjoyed playing this with the, with the community as well. Um, I want to give this game uh, six um, floating necro corpses out of seven. Um, I'm going to give it 9.5. Um, it feels good to be back Friday, February 3rd, 2023. Dead Space, available now out of 10. It's great. It's great. <laughs> I do have to say as well that while playing, um, very coincidental. So I have a friend, yeah. um, Jack Patillo, fantastic human being, who is partially the reason that I started streaming in the first place. And, and he was so incredible and helpful in getting me there um, to get started. And he sent me a bunch of gear and, and led me down a bunch of paths for education and stuff. It was incredible. So he actually raided in as I was fighting the final boss. And oh, our, our timelines for when we're streaming don't always align. So it was really cool that this, I stayed on a little bit longer because I was like, oh, I have an hour to finish this game. I'm going to, I'm going to stick around and, and run it longer. Yeah, so he rated in. just going to finish it. Yeah. He rated in right during the final boss. And I was like, it's great to have you guys. Just so you know, this is the end of the game. <laughs> Leave if you don't <laughs> want it spoiled. So we finished the game within 10 minutes of him being there. And he was like, hey watch the credits and i was like what are you talking about oh he's like watch all the credits there's a name you'll recognize in there and i was like okay so we stuck we stuck around and watched the credits there's a lot of people that worked on this game and, and shout out to all of them and literally the last set of names in the credits Mm -hmm. Jack's name was in it and he oh. had like advised from a community perspective um a handful of things and and encouraged the the studio to to make some specific changes or or you know guided them along the way so I thought that was so cool and That's so awesome. coincidental that he rated it in time to for us to both see his name in the in the credits I love that that's yeah. so fun and cute yeah. I love that I love that and that's gonna be you one day maybe yeah Manifesting it. We're speaking into cool. existence, Miss Jackson. Ooh. I love that. But 
thank you guys so much. This has been uh, this week of It's Dangerous to Go Alone, where we reviewed Dead Space, the remake, uh, 2023. Um, come with us next week as we review Unpacking, the very queer-friendly, very slow, very cozy game. If you guys want to be a part of the conversation, you can always hit us up on our socials that Jackson will tell you about right now. You can go to Instagram.com slash it danger pod all one word or it's dangerous to go alone pod on tiktok i'm sorry (laughs) you're gonna keep going (laughs) that's it thank you guys so much we really appreciate your support and we will see you next week bye bye everyone yeah that one looks scary